The Information Security Forum has identified what it expects to be the top four global security threats that businesses will face in 2017. Here, Steve Durbin, Managing Director of the ISF, explains why the Internet of Things, advances in crime syndicates, shifts in the regulatory environment, and the changing security role of the end user will be among 2017's hottest cybersecurity topics. Hi, I'm Tracy Kitten with Information Security Media Group. So, Steve, the Information Security Forum is getting ready to release its 2017 threat forecast, and among the leading threats listed are supercharged connectivity, crime as a service, government-sponsored terrorism, and the global impact of data breaches. Let's start at the top. Can you define supercharged connectivity for us, please? Is this what's really fueling the Internet of Things and the risks there? Well, it's a combination of things, Tracy. Certainly the infrastructure that we've certainly seen developing over the last number of years has increased the speed at which, of course, massive volumes of data can be shared. So we've got velocity going on, which is uh, causing some challenges in terms of how do we anticipate perhaps some of the um, potential breaches or or, uh, problems that that, that could arise. Uh, And secondly, of course, when we talk about Internet of Things, we're talking about significant numbers of embedded devices that were never designed with security in mind. They're, they're out there, they're hungry for information, they're sharing information all of the time, they're connecting quite often themselves to this massive uptick in network speed. And so we've got, if anything, a perfect storm forming where we've got masses of volume of data that perhaps we're unaware of or unable to control with the speed of connectivity. And, of course, the real challenge in all of that for organizations is twofold. First of all, how do you get your arms around the sheer volume of data uh, that is being shared, and and how do you identify it? How do you make sure that it is secure, uh, whatever that means for your organization? Uh, And secondly, how do you make sure that the uh, cyber criminal or would-be hacker isn't taking advantage of, uh, of the opportunities that some of these things are presenting? So, Steve, the Internet of Things is an interesting issue because, as you mentioned, with so many connected devices already out in the market, installed in homes and cars, etc., we can't possibly turn the clock back now and make security a priority. What will organizations do then to address these threats? Well, I think the, um, the first thing to do is, is really to try to understand what your exposure is to IoT devices. You know, where are they within your network, for instance? Um, before rolling out further... IoT devices, do consider what information is being collected by them and and what you're allowing to be shared and indeed with whom. So look at third parties in all of this too. And I think it's also about putting in place some fairly robust security policies and conducting resilience and business continuity planning around IoT-based systems. So I'm thinking here in particular, if you happen to be, let's say, in an industrial control system environment, critical infrastructure environment, you're going to have a number of these things out there already. And it is just worth working with your critical suppliers to ensure that you've got all of the bases covered. And Steve, are there certain sectors, such as the financial sector or even the healthcare sector, that should be more mindful of these threats than other industries? Well, certainly, Tracy, I think what we've traditionally seen, you know, is that uh, financial services will be tend to be at the forefront in terms of adoption and certainly in targeting in, uh, from a cybercrime or, or a hacker standpoint. But, you know, the real problem with, with IoT is that it is pretty all-pervasive these days. Um, and so what we're seeing is that whilst certain industries will have had a higher or faster rate of adoption, and I am thinking particularly of, of, of critical infrastructure here, which of course includes the uh, the banks as well as the transport infrastructure and uh, utilities and so on. Um, so whilst those might have been early adopters, if you like, 
uh, we're also seeing IoT uh, becoming very prevalent across a number of other vertical sectors. So in actual fact, I would say whichever sector you're in, do take a look at your IoT exposure and, and really understand what the implications are for you in terms of preserving the integrity and security of your information in that environment. So moving down the list of the threats that have been listed here, what about crime as a service? This isn't a new trend. So why do we see it then posing a greater risk in 2017? No, you're absolutely right. It's, it's not a new trend. We've, we've seen it out there for quite some while now. I think there are some interesting things that are happening in this space, though, from, from my point of view, um, because I come at this more from a sort of business standpoint, if you like, um, from my, my marketing background. And what we're starting to see is crimes as a service um, becoming more commoditized. So that, to me, says that the, the, the industry is reaching a, a degree of maturation that we haven't seen before. What, what does that typically look like? Well, it, it normally uh, in that kind of industry would mean uh, a lot more sharing that's going on. It will normally mean uh, a real understanding of product positioning, uh, of the strengths and weaknesses of your organization, of who you might need to go to in order to collaborate more effectively. That's all happening in cybercrime syndicates and cybercrime gangs. And we're seeing as well a decrease in the price points for crime as a service, certainly over the last couple of years. Again, because uh, the market is becoming a little bit more saturated and, you know, the uh, consumers or buyers of these services have a little bit more choice. So for me, we're reaching a stage where I used to describe these um, organizations, cybercrime gangs, as being entrepreneurial businesses. I think we're starting to see them reaching very much stronger maturity. And so effectively, they've moved out of the garage and into the corporate environment. And then let's talk about government-sponsored terrorism. This isn't new either. When I think back to 2012 and 2013, we saw the DDoS attacks being waged against leading U.S. banks that were, of course, government-sponsored. Is the expectation that we will see some new form or type of government-sponsored threat in 2017? I think what we're going to see is, is um, a higher uh, level of identification, um, a willingness, if you like, to, to point the finger back more at uh, rogue governments, state-sponsored uh, attacks. We, we started already to see some of that. I'm thinking in particular here of things like the, uh, the large-scale cyber attack uh, earlier this year, where records were stolen from the Democratic National Committee in the United States, for instance. In, in the UK, we've seen a number of different attacks on the railway network of late. We've started to see, in Germany, concerns being expressed over uh, interference in their upcoming elections and, and so on. I, I think as well with some very large-scale attacks, we've seen uh, more of a readiness on the part of uh, federal authorities uh, to actually come out and, and really do point at where they think these things are, are coming from. A couple of challenges in here, of course, from an enterprise standpoint, um, one of which is the sheer ability, if you like, competence level, ability to gather all of the targeting that's required to, to really have a strong impact on, on attacking uh, a business. Very difficult for a business to uh, rebuff that kind of attack, to be able to marshal similar sizes of, of resource to, uh, to combat that. We've seen that with, with Sony. We saw it with a number of the, uh, the, the banks, of course. So uh, a real challenge in, in that area. And secondly, I think it's becoming even more incumbent on organizations, particularly that are at risk in this space, to look much more deeply into threat intelligence collaboration. 
with federal authorities, with governments and, uh, and other organizations indeed that might be facing similar threats. So we have to collaborate much better, I think, in this area in particular, because the, uh, the strength of attack is going to be pretty unprecedented. Are there certain industries or sectors, Steve, that you think will be most affected or targeted by some of these government-sponsored cyber terrorist attacks? Well, I think, Tracy, that, that certainly uh, we're starting to see some that are being much more targeted at, um, at government agencies. You know, financial services, again, is, is going to be up there front and center. I think potentially as well we're going to see some uh, coming after, again, as I've said before, critical infrastructure, which I think is, is starting to be uh, a real concern for, for everybody, not least because a lot of the systems that are inherently in there perhaps are, are well past their sell-by date, and so we're moving fairly quickly to try to replace them. But obviously there's a window of opportunity there for, for the bad guys, um, but also because we're so, just so dependent upon this uh, infrastructure. So if you really do want to make some form of impact, then clearly those are the sorts of areas that you're going to be uh, potentially targeting from the beginning. The second uh, thing I would say about that as well is that we have seen an increased ability to monetize intellectual property. So again, if you happen to be in the R&D field and you're producing some very interesting products, that could be of interest to rogue governments. And then let's talk about data breaches, about the global impact there and the ongoing concern. What makes 2017 a year that stands out? Do you think that all this data that's floating around out there from data breaches will finally come to some sort of tipping point? Are there new national security concerns, for instance, that we've not considered in the past? Well, certainly the amount of uh, breaches, I, I think, will increase quite dramatically. I think part of that is certainly uh, organizations are being encouraged, if you can put it that way, to um, actually wave a flag when something has happened to collaborate better with the law enforcement and, and federal authorities to actually try to resolve some of these issues. But we're also starting to see governments introducing legislation that requires um, businesses to, uh, to notify in, in certain parts of the world. Now, of course, you, you know, that's been the case in the United States for, for a little while, but we haven't seen that level of notification to the same degree as we're going to be seeing I think, in, uh, in Europe, for instance. And so we're going to be, um, I think, creating, some would say, the illusion of uh, more data breaches taking place. I, I have a slightly different view in, in that, and I think that, yes, um, because we're going to see more reporting, that there is going to be a, a raised perception that more data breaches are taking place. But to be quite frank, I think that uh, breaches themselves are going to be increasing simply because a lot of information is out there, a lot of it is attractive, because it can be monetized or because it can be used uh, in various ways. So if you happen to be storing um, personal information, if you have to be storing credit-based information, financial information, if you have to be storing intellectual property in any way, shape or form or sharing it with third parties, then you really do need to be uh, looking at those areas pretty robustly, I think, in, in the coming 12 months because uh, they are very, very attractive. Well, Steve, as always, this has been very informative. Thank you for your time today. Absolute pleasure. Thank you, Tracy. Again, we've just heard from Steve Durbin of the Information Security Forum. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tracy Kitten.